You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Take your Bible, turn with me the Old Testament book of Genesis, chapter number 5, please, tonight. Genesis chapter number 5, and if you just go to your index and turn a page over, you'll be there in a hurry, all right? Genesis chapter number 5. Thank you again for being faithful on Sunday nights, and I'm praying tonight that God will speak to our hearts and that God will help us, and tonight I'm going to talk about a man a little bit. Maybe you know about him, maybe not so much, maybe you've read the passage before, but we're going to focus on a man that's mentioned in Hebrews 11 as well, and sometimes we call those in Hebrews 11 heroes of the faith. But you ever stop to think about this? You know who the hero is in every single Bible story? God. But it's amazing that God will use someone like me and someone like you, isn't it, to do something for His glory. Stand with me if you're able, please. Genesis chapter number 5, out of reverence for the Word of God. Genesis chapter number 5, and we'll read verse number 22 down through verse number, 20, uh, verse number 21, rather, down through verse number 24 tonight. The Bible says this, And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. Twice it's mentioned in these several verses. Verse 22 it's mentioned. And then again in verse number 24 it's mentioned. It's very simple, very succinct. It's just a small statement, but it's a very powerful statement about this man's life. I wonder if it could be said about me. I wonder if it could be said about you. I wonder if one day when you're old, if you're young, and you have children or grandchildren, they'll be able to say it about you. Maybe now, I wonder if your children would say it about you, your grandchildren. Here's the statement. What's Enoch known for? Enoch walked with God. The only way You and I are not going to shipwreck and become a casualty before Jesus comes in a day like this. Is if you have more than a casual acquaintance or an academic textbook knowledge of Jesus and you actually have a walk with God. The amazing thing about a walk with God is if you're saved, you can do it. It's not just for the preacher. It's not just for the deacon. It's not just for one saved many, many years. But if you're born again, God wants to and you can have a walk with God. Tonight, I want to preach on this thought, just that phrase, Enoch walked with God. Let's pray. God, I pray for your power. I pray that you'd give me liberty, and also I pray that you'd help me to preach this message how you'd have it preached. I have an outline, but if you don't want that, then I pray that you just direct me, and I pray that you just give us freedom. I pray that you'd encourage our church family, every mother, every father, every husband, every wife, every individual here tonight to develop, if they don't already have, a walk with God. I pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. I want to preach on something this evening that I believe is so simple but so profound at the same time. It's really going to sound basic, but I believe it's essential. I've thought about this in my office. Man has mastered the seas. Man has learned how to fly through space. Man's invented technology that has absolutely changed our world, yet most have yet to master this simple and basic concept. It's something that every Christian can do. 
It's something every Christian ought to do, and it's something every Christian should have a desire to do every single day. Whether you've been saved days or decades, whether you're young or old, feeble or healthy, all of us tonight can do this. I want us to think for a while on the subject, walking with God. Can you imagine what kind of a home you would have if you walked with God? Can you imagine what kind of a marriage we could have if we walked with God? Can you imagine what kind of a church this could be if every single person that attended honestly walked with God? I love the hymn, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. You know that hymn. I love it because when I hear it sung, honestly, my mind goes back to where I'm from. And I see a little church house on an Appalachian hillside, maybe in the fall with the leaves falling down. And I see the wooden pews there and simple people smiling, saved people sitting in those pews and singing with all of their ability. Oh, how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way, leaning on the everlasting arms. I don't know if you've heard this song or not, but there's a song we used to sing. It says, walking with Jesus has been the greatest thrill I've ever known. Guiding my footsteps as I travel on this road toward home. Holding my hand lest I should stumble on this gospel way. Yes, I'm walking with Jesus and we'll reach home someday. My great-grandmother's favorite song was In the Garden. And you know the song, and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. I like the verse that said he speaks in the sound of his voice. It's so sweet that the birds hush their singing. And the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing. You can't really sing that song and understand it. And you definitely can't write it unless you have a walk with God. James testified of Abraham's walk with God. And he said, and the scripture was fulfilled, which saith Abraham believed God. And it was imputed in him for righteousness. And watch this. He was called the friend of God. Exodus 33, 11 says the same of Moses. The Bible said, the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. If you study the life of Moses, many times you find Moses leaving the crowd to get alone so he could commune with God. He wanted to walk with God. And tonight, the blessed life, the best life is a life that is spent simply walking with God. A life spent with God is friend with friend. That's why so many hymns have been written about it, walking with God. That's why so many devotions have been penned about it, just walking with God. That's why the Bible makes sure to declare it over and over again, walking with God. Here's a good verse, Psalm 84, verse 2. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. The blessed life is a life spent in lockstep with the Lord, simply fellowshipping with the Heavenly Father, being well acquainted with the sweet voice of the Holy Spirit of God, spending time in the presence of heaven as we walk this pilgrim way upon the earth. Can I tell you tonight, the chief design of God for your life is that you would simply fellowship with Him. Tonight, that's the only reason you've been created. That's the only reason you've been given breath. That's the only reason you've been given life to live. We're not given life to live for us. We're given life to live for Him and His honor and glory. And God wants to fellowship with us. Study your Bible. Every time man looks up, thank God God looks down. Every time man reached out, God reached out to man. Every time man opened up his ears, God would speak to him. Every time man knelt in prayer, God would incline his ear under the prayer of man. And I'll say there's nothing so sweet as walking with God. There's nothing so 
peaceful as walking with God. There's nothing so satisfying as walking with God. Just spending time in his presence, making yourself part of his company, just walking with God. Micah 6, 8, he hath showed the old man what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Now, I have a lot of biographies in my office, and there's been many biographies written about great men and women throughout history. And if you read those biographies, usually they're not thin books, they're very thick books, and those biographies go to great lengths the authors do to paint their subject in a very favorable light. And whether it's a soldier or a statesman, a politician, a preacher, a president, they'll quote them and talk about all the great things they've done. And it's not just a line and it's not just pages, but it's chapter upon chapter explaining the greatness of that individual. And I'll say this in passing, I recommend that you make it a habit to read biographies of great individuals. You ought to make it a habit to be, read biographies of great men and great women throughout history that succeeded in their field. Because no doubt there's something from their life you can pull out and deposit in your life that'll help you and I reach the goal God has for us as well. But here in our text tonight, we find just a four-word biography. It's not long. There's not many chapters. There's not even pages. Just four words. But I believe for the child of God, this biography speaks volumes more than all those thousands of pages and thousands of words that have been given to other men and women throughout history. This biography reaches the highest pinnacle. It shines the brightest light. It sounds the sweetest note, and it gives the clearest testimony of this man's life. Don't forget, one sentence from the Word of God is more weightier than all the literary works ever compiled by man. So before us tonight, we have a holy biography. It's recorded for us by the Holy Spirit of God. Now, it's not a, a great occasion that makes this man somebody, but it's a simple life, faithfully lived out every single day the same way that made this man somebody with God. Tonight, we're going to talk about a man that's not remembered for his wealth. This man wasn't a president. This man never led troops into battle. He didn't start a startup company that changed the world. He wasn't a scientist. He wasn't an explorer. He never won a championship. He never built a church. But simply in four words, we have his biography. This man's name is Enoch. There's not a lot of mention of him even in the Bible. In fact, there's only 11 verses in the King James Bible that even reference anything about this man. But I'll say this is a great man. He's not mentioned as much as Moses. He's not talked about as much as David, Peter, or Paul. But this biography of this man named Enoch ought to stir the hunger of the heart of every born-again person in this building tonight. And here's why. I can't be Moses and see the Red Sea part, and I can't be Daniel, maybe, and pray in a den of lions, and I might not attain to a Peter and preach and see thousands saved, and I won't be an Elijah that calls down fire from heaven, but I reckon I can be an Enoch if I can follow this four-word biography here in the Word of God. His biography is short, but it's very powerful, and here's what the Bible says, and Enoch walked with 
God. Do you see it? Four words. Enoch walked with God. Say it with me. Enoch walked with God. Let's say it again. Enoch walked with God. Newsflash, everyone here tonight could have that said about them. If you had a desire and a hunger and an old-fashioned want to, to go deeper with Jesus, climb higher with God, get more in tune with the Holy Spirit, and walk with the Lord. I read a poem that said he walked with God. Could grander words be written? Not much of what he thought or said is told. Not where or what he did is even mentioned. He walked with God. Brief words of fadeless gold. Adam walked with God in the garden before the fall. But I like Enoch because he chose to walk with God after the fall. Enoch walked with God. What a testimony it is. What a record it is. Adam forfeited it, but Enoch enjoyed it to the fullest. We don't know if he's a great preacher, though he's a preacher. We don't know if he was wealthy, though I'm sure he had some assets to his name. We don't know a lot about uh, his, uh, his, uh, his record other than the fact Enoch walked with God. I think about that song that says, Just a closer walk with thee. Grant it, Jesus, is my plea. Enoch walked with God. It's like a diamond glistening out of a lump of coal here in the Scripture. It just shines forth. Enoch walked with God. And let me say this tonight. God ought not need a name tag when it comes to visit your life. By that, I mean God ought not to show up with a name tag on that says, Hello, my name is God. Let me reintroduce myself to you. The Holy Spirit ought not have to have an identification card when He steps into your life. Jesus ought not have to declare, hello, my name is Jesus. Let me reintroduce myself to you when he steps into your life. You and I have a close communion uh, with our Lord to walk with God. That's greater than winning a Nobel Prize. To walk with God, that's better than amassing a, a bunch of wealth in this world. To walk with God is a bigger honor than having a gold medal hung around your neck at the Olympic Games. To walk with God. David Brainerd made this statement, a close walk with God is the sweetest heaven that can be enjoyed on earth. I want to ask you a question tonight. Could it be said of you that you have a walk with God? I mean, if your name came up in conversation among others, would the first thing they thought about you would say, well, that person has a walk with God. I wonder tonight, you're a father, but you have a walk with God. You say, I'm a mother, but are you walking with God? I'm a husband, I'm a wife, do you have a walk with God? I'm a teenager, do you have a walk with God? Well, I'm a Sunday school teacher. Yeah, but do you have a walk with God? I work in the bus ministry, but I want to ask you tonight, do you really have a walk with God? Do you really find yourself in His presence every single day? Do you feel Him near as you go through your life? Do you long for time with Him over time out in this world? Is your Bible well read? Is your prayer life well exercised? Do you really have a walk with God? Adoniram Judson was witnessing to a man, did not speak his language, and it just was just witnessing to him, and he actually won the man to the Lord, but the man didn't know Adoniram Judson's name. He went back to his tribe and said, a man witness to me very strange I don't know his name he said but his face shone with the glory of God he just been in his presence and from that time on that tribe called Adoram Judson Mr. Glory Face just because it was written all over him that he spent time in the presence of God wouldn't that be something if the grandkids could say about grandma and grandpa that they walk with God wouldn't that be something if your children could tell the truth and say mom and dad walk with God wouldn't that be something if your closest friends and family could say it and it be true that they have a walk with God 
God, I don't want to just eat the crumbs that fall from the table. I want to pull up my chair and eat to the full of God and who he is. I don't want to just kick in the shallows of who Jesus is. I want to dive in the deep end into who God is. I want to have a walk with God. The God who died for me wants to live life with me every step of the journey. God is interested in you. But the most interesting thing, God wants to walk with you and I. He wants to fellowship with you and I. He wants to commune with you and I. Jesus died for sinners, not just to keep you out of hell, but to bring you back into fellowship with God. Over and over again, that's why the Bible says, walk in truth, walk in light, walk in his ways, walk in his precepts, walk by faith, not by sight. That's why Jesus said, abide in me. That's why Jesus said, follow me. That's why Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He wants fellowship with us. Are you walking with God? Let me give you four statements about Enoch. I've actually got an outline. I never have point one, point two, point three, point four. But you're going to be proud of me tonight. All the Bible college faculty should look. I've got four points, and I've even got subpoints underneath of them. Only thing, Brother Bertram, is they're not alliterated. My big points are, but not my little ones. Let me give you the four statements. Walking with God. Number one, I want you to think about the singularity in the statement. You see what your Bible says? Look what it says. Enoch walked with God. You know why Enoch was able to get close to God? Because he's willing not to be close to anybody else. Enoch walked with God. The singularity in the statement, it went against the spirit of the age for Enoch to want to get close to God. It wasn't normal. It wasn't natural. It wasn't popular. It wasn't a crowd chasing down God, trying to grab his coattails and go along for the ride. It was one man willing to step out from the multitude and say, I don't care where you're going. I'm going with God. You can go with the world if you want to. You can run that direction if you want to, but I think I'll just get close to God. Can I say the reason why most Christians do not have a walk with God. They're not willing to stand alone if that's what it means to have that close communion with him. In this day and hour, it's not a popular thing for a man to walk with God. It's not a popular thing for a woman to walk with God. But thank God it's still the most blessed thing that you'll ever experience in your life is to come out from among this world, come out from among the crowd and get real close to Jesus Christ. That's why Paul said, I tell you what I desire after 33 and a half years of ministry, I 35 and a half, he said, I want to know him in Philippians chapter 3. He said, I tell you what I want. I don't want to stand out on the proof field. I don't want to be a casual Christian. I don't want to look at Christ afar off. I want to get as close to Jesus as I can. More, more about Jesus. That's what I desire. He said, if Jesus be that pulpit and I can get right here, you better believe I'm going to get right there. But if I can get right there, then I'm going to get right there. And if I can get closer still, I want him to draw me nearer, nearer, nearer. Blessed Lord, I want to be as close to him as I can. But Enoch, it's going to cost you friends. That's okay. It's going to cost you relationships. That's okay. You might have to look a little bit weird to the world. Well, that's okay. Let them eat, drink, and be merry. Let them give in marriage and have their time. I think I'll just walk with my Lord in the light of his word. I think I'll just fellowship with God, even if I have to do it alone. In a world headed for judgment, he walked with God. It's so unimpressive to see these Compromising soft Christians become so worldly. That's, that's so tough. Thank you for standing for God. That's real tough to do what's popular. All these guys leave, leave Bible-believing Baptist churches to be their own mans and become just like every other compromising preacher. I'm my own man. That's why you put on your bedazzled blue jeans and a little shirt with two chest hairs sticking out. the th- be like everybody else. 
I'm my own man now. No, you're just in bondage to something else. Say amen right there. Won't tell your mama you said amen in church. If you're going to walk with God, you've got to be willing to maybe stand alone. I had a preacher tell me when I first started, he said, Brother Cooper, if you're going to feel the power of God and experience God do a work in your life, you're going to have to be willing to do it by yourself. Now, I'm glad we don't have to do it totally alone. There's a remnant. But Enoch, singularity in the statement, Enoch walked with God. You know what that means? He preferred God above all others. And until you're willing to say, you know what, I think I'll be best friends with Jesus over anybody else, you're not going to really experience the fullness of his presence. Number two, the submission in the statement. Not only did Enoch walk with God's singularity, but watch this, the submission in the statement, the Bible said Enoch walked with God. It does not say that God walked with Enoch. It wasn't Enoch grabbing God and, uh, and dragging him along. It was Enoch grabbing hold of God and saying, you lead me wherever you want me to go. Now, Jeremiah, come here. I don't know if I'm loud. I don't have my mask. I'll, I'll breathe this way. Say, say Jeremiah, I'm, I'm going to be Enoch and you be God. So it wasn't like this. Enoch saying, God, come on. Let's go over here into my music with me. Let's go over here into my dress with me. Let's go over here into my shows with me. Let's go over here to my hobbies with me. That's not what he said. In fact, he said, no, don't do that. He said, God, you lead me. Go ahead, God. Wherever you lead me, I'll follow. You be the shepherd. I'll be the sheep. You be the guide. I'll be the follower. You direct my steps and I'll walk in your light. I'll submit to whatever you want. Now let me tell you, everybody wants to walk with God, but they don't want to walk with God at the expense of giving up their free will to live away from God in this word. Can I say you've got to submit? You've got to surrender. You see, that doesn't sound like much fun, not to the flesh, but it's the best thing in the world to the spiritual man. You don't win by winning. You win by losing yourself to the will of God. You don't get strong by flexing your muscle. Your strength is weakness. You acknowledge your weakness and God gives you strength. So he submitted. It doesn't say that God walked with him. Enoch walked with God. He submitted to God's way, God's will, God's word, and he walked accordingly. Walking with God is submission. What's that mean? It means listening to God. How do you hear God's voice in your Bible? There's only two ways you're going to hear God. Number one is the scripture. Number two is the Holy Spirit. But if number two ever contradicts number one, then it wasn't the Holy Spirit. That'd be a good Hallmark card for our charismatic friends, wouldn't it? How does God speak to me through his word? Well, I just wish God would speak to me. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm buying, I mean, I'm stroking a rabbit's foot. I'm shaking an eight ball. Miss Chung, I've eaten like five fortune cookies, and I just haven't heard from God in a long time. You're not going to hear from God that way. Where do you hear from God? In the Bible. Through the Holy Spirit speaking through his word. So what is walking with God? It's submitting to what God says to you. When God says that's wrong during preaching and you don't get it right, you're not going to have the walk with God you could have if you wouldn't get it right. When God speaks to you through preaching and says, hey, listen, this is wrong, you got to fix it, and you say, no, 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 I kind of like it, then don't expect a real walk with God. Walking with God is submitting to the Word of God. It's listening, and then it's obedience. Enoch did not say, God, you've got to agree with me, but he said, I'll agree to agree with God. Amos 3, 3, can two walk it together? Except they be what? Agreed. G. Campbell Morgan made it simple. He said, walking with God is going in the same direction as God. If you love me, keep my commandments. You have a walk with God tonight. There's a singularity. Enoch walked with God. You won't have a walk with God unless you're willing to do it alone. Some of you, you're not going to have a walk with God unless you're willing to step out and be different. Number two, submission in the statement. Number three, I like this, the steadfastness in this statement. The Bible says in Enoch, look at this word, walked with God. Enoch didn't sprint with God. He didn't run with God. He walked with God. 
He didn't jog with God. He didn't fly with God. He walked with God. That means day by day, he faithfully pressed on. Day by day, he patiently persevered. He was faithful in the little things every single day. He went from a walk and then strolled, walked, continued up and down with God. You read chapter number five, and there's a whole lot of this, and he died, and he died, and he died, and he died. People lived hundreds of years, and here's the end, and he died. You know what Enoch did during all that and he died? Walked with God. People were living and dying, buying and selling, and Enoch just kept on faithfully doing what he's supposed to do, walking with God. Everybody always says, I wish I could be a great Christian. You can by doing things that don't seem so great, but they're right every single day. It's those little things of faithfulness every day that make a great Christian man and a great Christian lady. And I like what it says. Enoch simply walked with God. He pressed on as the years rolls. He just walks as the sea seasons change. He just walks. As the days go by, he just walks with God. Culture changes. He walks with God. Leaders come and go. He just walks with God. Other men flash and then just, uh, go, uh, just disappear off the scene. He just walks with God. Isaiah 40 verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall man up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Enoch lived for 365 years before God took him. We'll talk about that in a minute. That's, that's, a lot of days. Let's see, how many days is that? That is 13,003,225 days. 300 of those years, Enoch spent simply doing this, walking with God. All those years, all those months, all those weeks, all those days and hours and minutes, he just walked with God. All these other men marched to the grave, he marched with God. Through the ups and downs, walked with God. Through the persecution that came probably, walked with God. Through the problems that arose, if they did in life, he just walked with God. Through the lonely seasons, he just walked with God. Through the lulls, he walked with God. Through the change, he walked with God. When it was easy, he walked with God. When it was hard, he walked with God. When it was exciting, he just walked with God. When it was mundane, he just walked with God. Enoch just kept on walking with God. And I'll tell you what the key is to having a walk with God is doing it. Just doing it every single day. Don't expect, listen, don't expect fire to fall every single day. It's not always that way. I wish it was always Pentecost every time. I mean, I wish it was. I wish it was Mount Carmel all the time, but it's not always that way. But can I say God is real every single day and I can be faithful and walk with him every single day and just do those things and know God would have me to do and just walk on for Jesus every single day. He said, I want to have a great Christian life and walk with God every day. Just walk with him. Just walk with him. Don't run. Don't sprint. Just walk with God. Number four, the singularity in this statement, Enoch, the submission in the statement, walked with God, the steadfastness in the statement, he walked Watch this, the significance in this statement. Enoch walked with God. Now, we'll have to go in our Bible to Genesis chapter 6, verse number 8. Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked with God for many years. Now, before we read our verse, it said Enoch walked with God after an event took place in his life. Enoch didn't walk with God necessarily according to the Scripture until after he had a baby born in his family. Once Methuselah was born into his family, all of a sudden Enoch thought, you know what, I reckon I probably ought to start living for God now. I got a family to worry about. I've got a child. We know Enoch was a preacher of coming judgment. 
Methuselah's name pictures that when he's, whenever he's dead, judgment will be sent. So maybe Enoch thought, you know what? Jesus is coming. Judgment's coming. I better walk with God now. So all of a sudden, I don't know if this is true or not, but maybe Enoch before that, maybe Enoch didn't really go to Sunday school. Maybe Enoch wasn't really faithful to work the, in the bus ministry. I don't know. But when that boy was born into his family, Enoch said, you know what? I think it's about time for me to start walking with God. And you know what? Every day he did that. It wasn't always popular. It wasn't always easy. But he stayed. He submitted. He kept strolling with God every single day. And here's what was taking place. A little boy sat at his feet and watched Daddy walk with God. He just watched him. The significance in this statement. He just watched Daddy walk with God. Daddy might not have built the greatest big church. He might not have been a 401k kind of guy. He might not have had a big Fortune 500 company, but Methuselah knew that without doubt, Daddy walks with God every day. That's just what he's doing. Everybody else, Andy died. Everybody else, Andy died. But Daddy's a walking with God. He just walks with God. That's just, I guess that's just what we do in our family. And then Methuselah has a baby, a little boy named Lamech. And, and all of a sudden, now Methuselah is doing what Enoch was doing. He's just walking with God. He say, why is he walking with God? What else was he going to do? He saw Daddy walk with God. So now he's walking with God. You say, does it really matter if I walk to God? I'd say Enoch says it matters. Now you find another generation walking with God. He say, where, where are we going today, Methuselah? And he say, Limit, we're going to Sunday school. Why? Because we go to Sunday school. That's just what we do. But we know why. It's because his daddy went to Sunday school. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to give him the offering. Why are we going to give him the offering? Because that's just what we do. Why? We know why. Because Enoch walked with God and he passed it down and then they passed it down and then you come the Genesis chapter number six and the world is wrapped in wickedness and God's about to destroy it all with a flood. Nobody's going to be left alive. God scans the scene of the world and finds one fella who's living for right in a world gone wrong and his name is Noah. Noah is the son of Lamech who is the son of Methuselah who is the son of Enoch a direct descendant of a man that walked with God and you say does it matter if I serve God today? Does it matter if I serve God tomorrow? Does it matter if I don't quit church now? Does it matter if I keep loving on God? Does it matter? Well, in a world bound for hell, Noah got a little glimpse of heaven and grace shined down upon him and God spoke to his heart. And here's the testimony of Noah in verse eight of chapter six. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And watch this. Noah walked with God. Wait, where'd he learn how to do that? He learned it from his daddy. Where'd his daddy learn it? He learned it from his daddy. Where'd his daddy get it? His daddy started the whole thing when he decided to be that one man that would step out and walk with God though everybody else was going a different direction. And here's what happened. The faith was passed down like it was from Lois and Eunice or Timothy. Here's that young man, Noah, living right in a world bound for judgment, walking with God. Noah's kids probably said, Daddy, why? Why are we building this boat? Why are we doing all this work? Why are we doing this where everybody else goes and does their partying? He said, that's just what we do. That's what my daddy did. And that's what his daddy did. And that's what we're going to do. We're just going to keep walking with God. Remember reading the illustration, a bunch of, bunch of boys trying to brag. And one boy said, my daddy knows the president. The next boy said, that's nothing. My daddy knows the mayor. A third little boy said, well, my daddy doesn't know the president or the mayor. My daddy knows God. Sunday school teacher asked the little boy, said, why do you love God? He said, I don't know. I reckon it just runs in our family. <laughs> I could think of worse things. 
He said, does it matter if we serve God? Oh, yeah. He said, does it matter if we uphold our standards? Oh, yeah. Does it matter if we cling to our Bible? Oh, yeah. Does it matter if we still practice old-fashioned confrontational soul winning? Oh, yeah. Does it matter if we still make much of the bus ministry in Sunday school? Oh, yeah. Does it matter if we still try and dress right? Oh, yeah, I think it matters. Noah walked with God because Enoch walked with God, and it was passed on down. So here's my challenge. Just keep walking. I got saved when I was 21 years old. My grandpa bought me my first Bible that was a King James Bible, a little Schofield study Bible. I didn't know what that was, didn't know anything about it. But he bought me my first Bible. I've got it in my office. And uh, I've had a lot of Bibles through the years, and people give me Bibles or I buy Bibles. i got a, a Bible-buying problem. I'd rather have a Bible-getting problem if you want to help with that. But anyway, I've got a Bible-buying problem. But I give them away. I've given Bibles away to college students here and other people and things. But this Bible sits in my office. This is, we call him Papal. This is Papal's Bible. If you look in the front here, he's got Lester Roloff and John R. Rice and Curtis Hudson and Monroe Parker and B.R. Lakin, Jack Van Hempe, all these different names that are from another generation in the front of this Bible. Papa's in heaven. I preached his funeral. Man, we used to go to his house, and man, I couldn't stand going there. He was against everything. Now, we were absolute heathens, and I'm not, I understand now, but man, I hated going there. He'd ride us about everything. We'd go there with blue jeans. If they had one of those carpenter loops in it, he'd ask us if we were wondering about our sexuality or something. You know what I mean? Just he's against everything. I remember going there with a necklace on, man. Oh, yeah, pray for me. If you'd have seen me like 20 years ago, I remember going up there the first time, this big chain around my neck, and man, he tore that thing off my neck. But Papa, we didn't know what he was. I just thought he was mean. I didn't know he was an independent Baptist preacher. You know, I didn't know... Like, I've grown into that now. But this was his Bible. Remember, Papa, he got saved. He was a coal miner, then worked in a plant, smoked cigarettes and things. Got saved later in life. Kind of rough around the edges for a while, but became a pastor. I was looking at this Bible in the office a little bit ago, and he wrote here in the front of his Bible, learning to lean on Jesus, Proverbs 3, 5. Mamma and Papa got saved and began to lean on Jesus. Because of that, my mama got saved and began to lean on Jesus. Now, I was a wicked, wild fellow until I was 21, but God got a hold of me and I got saved. And I'm trying to learn how to lean on Jesus. And I tell you why it matters if you walk with God. I got a little Bible right here. It says Lincoln James on the front of it. You say, does it matter? It seems so simple and so basic. Yeah, but there's judgment coming. And there's flood coming. God's going to judge this place. And there needs to be a righteous remnant. And if we're going to have one, then moms and dads are going to have to keep on walking with God. Pass it down. Last of all, there's a singularity in the statement, a submission in the statement, a steadfastness in the statement, the significance of the statement, and lastly, the summation in the statement or of the statement. Verse 24, and Enoch walked with God and he was not, and I like it, for God took him. Take your Bible, go to Hebrews 11. We're going to close, but go to Hebrews 11. Let's read about Enoch here in the Hall of Fame of Faith. See what it says in verse 5 and verse number 6. It talks about Enoch. Are you there yet? I'll go ahead and read. Here's what it says. By faith, Enoch 
was translated that he should not see death. It was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony. What a great one it is that he pleased God. Verse six tells us how, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Enoch got to cancel his appointment with death because he walked with God. Judgment was coming, but Enoch wasn't going to have to be there for it. Enoch's a type of you and I. Picture of the church age believer raptured out before the tribulation period. But can you imagine the search parties? Where's Enoch at? Can you imagine the, 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 the scandal, the, the, the social media sites? I mean, where, where in the world, Enoch? Where are you at? Where's Enoch? And all the while they're searching for Enoch down here and he's up there with God. One day he was just walking B.R. Lake and used to say he and God were spent the day, spent the day together. And God looked at Enoch and said, Enoch's getting late. Why don't you just come home to my house tonight? And said, he just went home with God and hadn't come back since. You say, why does it matter? Because we have all this in heaven too to look forward to. And you're not going to regret when you stand in his presence that you walked with God. Three things if you're going to walk with God. Number one, you've got to read your Bible every day. This is as basic Christianity as you can get. If you don't read your Bible, if you don't have a walk with your Bible, you don't have a walk with God. Read your Bible every day. Number two, pray every day. You got to. You got to have a prayer list. I guarantee if you don't have a prayer list, you don't have a prayer life. And then number three, witness to somebody every single day. If you'll do those three things, I promise, read your Bible, pray, and try to witness to somebody every single day, you're going to stay pretty close to God. I wonder tonight, do you have a walk with Him? If your children testified of your life, if your spouse, if people who knew you the best said, hey, let me give a word, would they say, whoever it is, they walk with God. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.